This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right at the back. How are we all doing? How the devil are you? Good evening. Uh, welcome along. Thanks for watching. You are so much better than last week's audience. Well, <laughs> about two hours ago, actually. Uh, welcome along. It's, well, I say hot topic. It was a hot topic yesterday. Was it all paper talk? Was it all bookie talk? Why well, has Brendan been speaking to Manchester United? This is Leicester Till I Die, and this is where you can watch and listen to us. Yes, as I say, according to um, uh, huh, I can say well-known bookie, he uh, Brendan's been in conversations with Man United, ready to go. Should he? Is it a great job? Is it the job that it used to be? Um, let's be honest with you. If you look at Man United, the success they had really was under Alex Ferguson. If you take in recent years that out the equation. They're just a Leicester. Um, well, we're going to find out what people think today. Let's bring, uh, first of all, my co-host in this evening. 
Bradley, how are you doing? Don't, Don't call, call me Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, you told yeah. me not to, and I will always. It's there now. It's out there. It's not my name for anyone who wants to know. It's not my name. It's on my birth certificate as Brad, and I thought I'd get that statement out there again because it's uh, you're not the only one that likes to wind me up about that. But apart from that, mate, I was very good. It's been a while. It has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You could have at least got changed. <laughs> I know, right? You know, I thought I'd make the effort, but I just couldn't be bothered. It's been that long. Oh, well. So some of us, some of us have have made the effort. Uh, talking about making an effort, and we'll see. Um, we had a very interesting conversation about um, about a hole before we came on here. Let's see how deep she is in it, and whether she's managed to dig herself out of it or not. Maisie, hello. How the devil are you? <laughs> I can't believe that's your introduction, Father. But I'm good. I'm sorry. Can, can, we'll, we'll put subtitles on later for anybody that's watching, by the way. She's gone, bless her. You killed her off. You killed me off already. I was thinking, oh my God, Chris, what are you. I was literally backstage thinking, Chris, what have you said this for? I tell you what, that is going in the uh, YouTube description because it will it'll increase the views. <laughs> oh, God, mate. Yeah, let, let me let, before I actually go too far. Let me just shut up, Maisie. Welcome along. You're, <laughs> you're a Man United fan. Well, that's okay. We're talking a little bit about Man United, but if you're a big friend of the uh, channel, you've been on before. Give people shout out your channels. How can people find you, and where can they find you? Um, you can find me on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Devils United. I do content on both men and women's football for Manchester United. She does, and you're also on the Man United agenda, and you have a new show mm -hmm. coming up next Monday. You see, I've done my homework. You you know, are. It's actually called Holes Around the Northwest. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> you, you're going around looking at several, you know, manholes. Hope you're not being rude. I hope you're not being rude here, young lady. No, so I you... do nothing but play your ratings on Man United it's... agenda and watch alongs. I'm as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> Maisie's Gossip Column, Monday at 7. Don't go and watch it because I've been doing my own show at 7, but do watch it on catch up. <laughs> Everyone who's a Man United fan, go and tune in. Yes, yeah, because <laughs> you'll have nothing better to do. It's <laughs> international well... break. You've got to tune in. <laughs> I always end up doing more shows on an international break than I do um, on, a, on, a, on a normal week, you know. And before we go any further, I have got to mention this because it is less than 24 hours away now. Um, and we're going to have this. It's the Battle of the Gladiators. You may have seen the countdown over Twitter and Facebook. We are less than a day to go. We are actually about, oh, just under 22 hours away. And I'm not sure which gladiator Brad is, but Brad has laid a challenge down to our quiz master, who is Craig, 
for the new the new show that we do, which is the race, which is a little bit football, but it's a lot not football, but it's just a bit of fun. And and Brad has challenged uh, Craig, and I think he's starting to regret it. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone out there is just out there to watch me make a fool of myself as I try and guess my way to beating Craig, then do join in because if nothing else, my answers might entertain people with some of the logic I come up with them because I, I'm, I'm what I call a logic guesser, right? I, I think it sounds right. I say it and someone tells me it's not even close. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. As long as it's not 10 nil, I'll be happy. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Um, it would. Even... I mean, it's all there with North Macedonia. I got the same points as them, so yeah. <laughs> red face. First time I've seen you, red face. Uh, you could say Maisie was that earlier. Um, why would Brendan <laughs> go? Exactly. Welcome along. How are the devil are you, Terry? Welcome back. It's been absolutely at least 120 minutes. If he does go, uh, it will not be a first. Do I do remember Franco Fowl? I am of a certain age. Uh, black and white, that's how far back he goes. Scott, good evening, sir. Thanks for joining and popping on. How the devil are you? Um, Maisie, we'll come to you first. Um, do you remember this from earlier? Yeah, you sent that to me and you went, that was actually legit and I was looking all over social media thinking, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I only Googled Brendan Rogers and Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer and that came up. Uh, it's got, maybe Sky Sports have just got it ready. Um, probably have because from what I was reading, like the, a video got leaked on social media by a reporter, and it was saying about Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer being sat, so it's like it got pre recorded. <laughs> well, they, 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 they've got it for the Queen, haven't they? They've got it already for Blesser when the Queen uh, uh, passes their mortal uh, banner. Ollie's on, just but, the uh, special one by the looks of it, innit? Yeah, like they've done pre recorded videos a lot for him. You've already had one special one. You can't have another one. We have plenty oh, of special Ollie. ones. <laughs> Ollie's not felt this this much of media attention since that Champions League final, has he? It's the most media attention he's got in ages. Was that a final he actually won? <laughs> Are you actually trying to dig out the Champions League in general or the fact that you've mistaken it for the Europa League, what yous will get knocked out of? Well, no, no, no! I, mean, I, I know, I know what you lost. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually were. In fact, it's that is that far ago. I can remember that when uh, Ollie put that goal in, I was feeding my firstborn with a bottle of milk while I was watching it. That's how long ago it was. Is Ollie that bad, Maisie? Let's let's just get straight to the crack. Is he that bad? You need to look at it in the couple of seasons Ollie has come to Man United. When Man United, when Ollie came to Man United, at pre, like it was halfway through the season, it was an absolute mess with Jose Mourinho. You could literally say that the dressing room it was like a banana peel. It was split. It was literally split because he caused that much uh, hate towards some of the players. Like he had problems with, like obviously, Awid with Paul Popper and Luke Shaw and Martial. There was a few players where he had issues with Jose Mourinho. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came to the club, not just trying to secure Champions League football. He was there to try and reunite the team back together again. And there was obviously, he had to build the team up to how he wanted the team because you always know that not every single manager is going to play the same way. And he's trying to bring a bit more like a 
compared to Louis van Gaal and Jose Mourinho, he wanted to bring more of an attacking kind of football to Manchester United, which I actually really missed because I was sick of let's park the bus every single week football. I was literally fed up of it. And when I actually watched the games back again, I think, wow, is that what we play like? I was (laughs) appalled and disgusted looking at it. But I'd say in the seasons what he has been at, he has done a good job because he has reunited the team back together. He's built up the team. He got to a final of, I know it's the Europa League, but it's still a European football. He's built us up to get to second place. Well, let's just be real. If you thought at the, at the beginning of last season, would you have predicted Manchester United to be second place? No. You wouldn't have. I wasn't even predicting Man United to be second place. I wasn't predicting us to be third place when we came third place. I was thinking, right, we'll become fourth, maybe fifth. But yeah, I'd say that is the probably downfall of Oli. He hasn't won a trophy. He substitutes, uh, he makes them too late. And another thing as well is that it does his formation as well, his coaching staff, his not experienced enough. He brought a set piece coach in which everyone was crying out for. This set piece coach must be an amateur because our set pieces have gone worse. We'll swap Honestly. your set piece coach for our defensive coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, without Varane, we're conceding a minimum two goals every game. I mean, come in fairness with you, uh, Maisie. Man United are a huge club. We know yes. that. Uh, and, you know, we've all got a different sort of ideas as to why they are so big. Uh, and it would be unfair for me uh, to use this platform to say why I think they are. But apart from when Ferguson was there, you've not had any sustained success. It was just that one period. Yes, you've won things before. Obviously, you had the Busby Babes. Mm-hmm. You won, you know, you were, but it was the odd one here and there. It wasn't sustained. You sat through, you're too young to remember it, uh, but <laughs> I remember, you are, I remember pre-Ferguson uh, mm-hmm. when Liverpool were the dominating force. Yeah, they were, they were the, in the, the 80s. Defense. Yeah, the biggest club in the country. They were winning... Uh, European Cups. So take that Ferguson period out, and don't get me wrong, I, I've i got the utmost respect for that guy and what he's done. I've watched the, um, the, the, the documentary that was filmed about him. He speaks very well. Uh, it's a, it's a, let's be honest with you, we would have all wished we'd got him. Total respect for the guy. But take him out the equation and take the fact that you've got such a big fan base and Man United really are just trying to live up to expectations, aren't they? Yeah, I'd probably say so, because there was obviously the Busby babes, and you mm. do look at it as if that Munich disaster never happened. You would wonder and how successful the club would have been, because I was actually speaking to my granddad about the Busby babes and everything, and he was saying Thank you, about... you made me feel really old now. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> he was just saying about how amazing the team was. They were young, and he actually thought that they could have been extremely successful if that never even happened. Yes. So yes. you, you oh, need to obviously so, yes. pay that in consideration as well. Because uh, yes. it took a, a long time for Man United to build back up, and we had to bring Dennis Law in, George Best in to try and rebuild the team mm. all over again. And as a club, that is very, very hard to do. 
No, it is. I, 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 I grant you that. But like I say, you know, unfortunately that happened. Uh, we mm -hmm. wouldn't wish that on anybody. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You you may have been the Liverpool, it, it, you know, if that hadn't happened. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. and RIP to everybody, it did. Um, but Brad, like I say, it, it's a poison chalice of a job, really, isn't it? Because they are, in my opinion, trying to li live up to that expectations with the manager. And it was like whoever followed O'Neill in, you kind of go, well, you know, <laughs> it's an impossible job. Yeah, it is. And I think Macy's done a really good job there of, of, of kind of backing Ollie in a way and, and, and maybe opening some people's eyes to the, the reality of the job that Ollie had. I mean, the most difficult uh, thing you can to maintain in football, as we discussed earlier on our show, Chris, is mm. consistency. And, you know, a lot of United fans, no matter their age, are either very well informed, you know, like Maisie was by her granddad and growing up as a, as a kid, she would have seen it. And, and lots of fans of the clubs would have seen a lot of highs and lows. And with Manchester United, when you have such a long sustained period of continued success, whether that's a league win, a cup double, the, the infamous treble, uh, Champions League, league title, one way or another, you, you, you get so accustomed to that winning mentality, uh, and not just in the league form, like I said, the trophies galore that Man U have won over their decades, over, you know, over decades and generations. So it's not like this is just like a burst of constant winning for Manchester United. This is something they've been doing regularly for over the 60s, 70s, 80s. Well, Liverpool dominated the league in the 80s, a lot of people say, but they were still a very strong, good side. And obviously the 90s, the most notable for most generations of, of this sort of generation, remember the fondly the 90s of Man United. And I think that maybe, you know, because if I'm right in thinking, this is the fourth manager they've had since Ferguson. And you, the problem is when you get that success, it, 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 it's like not eating for three days and then being given a, a stick of chocolate by getting to the Europa League. You're that hungry, you're already wanting more. And yes, you've managed to pick up silverware under Mourinho, which is great, but then it doesn't satisfy that hunger that you're so accustomed to as fans. And, you know, and we discussed this about Leicester fans maybe getting a bit too accustomed to how our seasons have gone. It must be harder for Manchester United fans to see this because... Club's far from a disaster, and I don't think there's ever going to be a, a position where Manchester United fans will ever see their club in, in, in what you would call a disaster of a state, i.e. staring relegation in the face. But I think the thirst and the neglect of, of, of going through such a lengthy period of great success and, and great trophy success is, has come to a point where I actually think getting a fan favourite in Ollie because he was a, a you know very fond scored a lot of vital goals the infamous one in the Champions League gets talked gets talked about now and get talked about for years to come I think after the Van Howes and and the David Moyes and, and and all that they needed to bring in a manager like that who can take out that toxicity that was left there by Mourinho because when a new manager comes in, normally some players are on edge to thinking, oh, he might not like me, he might get rid of me, I don't suit his style of play, oh, God, he's going to do this. Whereas they got a manual icon, they got someone who's a bit more 
friendly, a bit more understanding, a bit more patient maybe, and they felt, oh, I can impress here. This is a Man United yeah. icon. I'm willing to work with him, even though he's not got the experience. I mean, you don't sign Ronaldo yeah. if you're not believing it, if you're not believing yeah. him. Maisie, I mean, would Solskjaer have gone now if he hadn't been Solskjaer? I mean, you know, you've got, since Alex Ferguson, you've had David Moyes, uh, mm -hmm. who lasted less than a, than a year, Ryan Giggs, Louis Van Gaal. And let's be honest with you, if, if, if a manager, I mean, let me just run through um, Louis van Gaal. Now, this is the guy who came to Manchester United, was probably the most one of the most successful managers in the world at that point. Yeah, with Ajax, you know, one, two, three, no, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve trophies with Ajax. With Barcelona, one, two, three, four trophies. With AZ Outsmart, one trophy. With Bayern Munich, and we're talking big clubs here with, with great expectations. Uh, one, two, three, four trophies. Um, and with Man United, one trophy. I'm that on. It just makes me feel a whole lot more better after hearing Ajax and Barcelona and everything. It made me feel so much better. But I mean, if a guy can go to those clubs and create that sort of success and yet come to Man United and be the joke figure that he was at the end, that says something about the job and the club rather than, I think, the manager. I mean, Mourinho, he was the wrong person. That he, He's had his day. That sort of management style I don't think works anymore. No, you've I got agree. You've got the name in rather than, you know, the, 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 the manager. But I just think, you know, it, as I say, if you look at that and Louis van Gaal and, if he can't do it, is it an impossible job? Because Liverpool have waited 30 years from the team. And I compare them. I think Liverpool were as successful in their period as you were under Ferguson. But they've had to wait 30 years. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to wait 30 years? Or are you going to be changing manager every year or every two years until it happens? This is the problem. We can't keep changing our managers about... You look at... Louis Van Gaal. You even look at Jose Mourinho. These two areas that we did have, we won trophies both under them. We won one over Louis Van Gaal, and he got sacked a couple of days later after winning the FA Cup. And I think that was just so wrong. Um, not not Jose... if you use that example with Farker this weekend. Yes, they? they did. <laughs> and uh, Jose Mourinho, we won the uh, Carabao Cup. He won the Europa League as well with us. But what the thing is with the Glazers and the board. They didn't give enough time to, to both of them in my eyes because you look at uh, Louis Van Gaal's team, you look at Jose Mourinho's team as well. For me, they looked half-built. They looked like a half-built team and they were still progressing to build that team. And the board, especially like Ed Woodward, they're like, they didn't give him enough money neither. Um, they're, they're a bit like, because they're a bit all into business, they'll go, oh, I'll give you... 150 million, for instance, and then Woodward goes, Oh, I, I can do it for 100 million. The Glazers, because they're all business investors, go, Yeah, that's fine. I, I'll give you 100 million instead. So we get a pile of rubbish. And that's what I think is what is different with these two these two managers compared to Ole, because they didn't have that good board like Ole has got with this new John guy, because he has actually been backed this time, Ole. He's got his three players. Who he wanted, he got 
two world-class players. He's got a potential world-class player. And it's like it's going into a downward spiral. But the difference between the other two is that they wasn't backed by the board and they had a half-built team. But for Oli, the only thing what really... I look at that team and think, you only really need a CDM. And that team is a quality team. It looks like a FIFA team. You're paying hundreds of million on FIFA for Varane, Sancho and Ronaldo. I'll put three together. <laughs> you do, but we, we, we've said this, Brad. You know, you can buy the best players in the world. It doesn't mean that they're going to become the best team in the world. Um, you know, was Oli, Brad? Do you think he, he was brought in? He was he was great when he started. He was what they needed. He he mm. brought that. He got the dressing room back, but he was given a, the job before he'd even completed his. Um, temporary job because he was given obviously until the end of the season and once he'd got the job the wheels kind of came off that season didn't they and was he was he the man for then but not the man because we've said before haven't we Brad managers have their limits you know certain managers work best you know would Dean Smith do well at Manchester City possibly not would Jose Mourinho do well at Oldham Athletic probably not and has Oli reached his level, do you think, Brad? It's always going to, I think there's, that will always be a question that we won't get enough structured time to be able to judge him on it. Because I'm only going to touch on the point that Maisie kind of made with her squad. I think the biggest problem that Manchester United do have is they, 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 they seem a very top-heavy club. You know, the players you just mentioned, that, that Maisie just mentioned, the Van Gaal era consisted of Robin Van Persie, uh, Angel Di Maria, who didn't succeed at Manchester United. It was Torrey Tom. Memphis Depay, another one as well. Yeah, Memphis Depay and Falcao. You know, mm-hmm. Zatalan Ibrahimovic was the notable name under under Jose. You know, all right, all right. David Moyes was Marwan Fellaini. Say what you like about that. that that's probably the subpar standard one. But then obviously now you've got Ollie's now been given the finances and the trust to go and get these players. It's hard to judge Ollie because while you've got the world-class players like your Varans and your Ronaldos and, and potential in, in Sancho and, and Rashford, I, you know my feelings on, on Rashford. I rate him quite highly. I, 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 he's one of the players I would take from Manchester United to put in this Leicester side, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think, and you pointed out probably your weakest area, it, it is is in the central midfield. But I think there's probably three or four things. And it's hard to judge Oli and compare him to other Manchester United managers because Ferguson had the Neville brothers. He had a Rio Ferdinand. He had a, a, a Yap Stanley. He had a Vidic. He had a Beckham. He probably had nine to 10, 11 players that he could put out with and get away with three or four players playing every other couple of weeks because of injuries or whatever, because of the sheer quality had. As a manager, this, you, yes, it has been thrust upon Ollie to take this responsibility. And maybe initially Man United fans and, and, and the players reacted because they knew he was going to bring them out of this funk. It was going to completely change the attitude in the dressing room. But You could argue, Brad... On that point, though, just to, to come in on that point, you could argue, yeah. and it's amazing thoughts on this, is Fergie did that with those players who, when they came through, 
were nobody. Mm-hmm. And Ollie can't do it with the, some of the best players yeah. in the world. And, but you have you to know, remember, Ferguson also came in with a bigger, a lot bigger managerial reputation. I mean, he'd taken Aberdeen to be champions of the world, didn't he? As I remember. Aberdeen won the European trophy, but Aberdeen before Sir Alex Ferguson was nothing. Uh, Sir no, Alex Ferguson no. built up Aberdeen. Um, into Alex the Ferguson team they was, was lucky with Aberdeen because they'd just got all the North Sea oil money that was coming into to Aberdeen. So he, he did have that kind of backup. But, you know, it, Ollie hasn't done it with these world-class stars, which is why I'm saying, Maisie, he was probably what you needed at the time. It's like a manager bringing a, play, a team up from the championship to the first division. Good mm-hmm. at that. But keeping them up is another thing altogether. And sometimes you need a different style of manager. So is it time for... for Ollie to go and get somebody in who can now take them that step further. You need to look at it, like you say, there's some managers who is good at building up a team, building that togetherness for the team. And I think Ollie was absolutely superb in doing that because it, he, the thing is with Ollie compared to a Jose Mourinho and a Louis Van Gaal, he had love for the club. And I think what he, because he had so much love, so much passion for Man United, because you can tell how much he loves the club. You can literally tell off every interview he does do. And I think that helps Man United become stronger, building up together, because they think, oh, we've got a manager who loves this club. I want to do well as well. And he, he brought in Bruno Fernandes for one. But I think, obviously, some... Managers like I think Ollie was very well in building up the team as he are, and it's an hard one because I do really love Ollie. Uh, I love what he's done uh, up to this point in terms of building but up I, this team. But would he have kept, would a non Ollie manager have kept your love? Would a Louis Van Gaal have kept your love this long? You know, he was he he was sacked after winning you a trophy. Ollie's not won you sacked. a trophy, and he's still there. Want- I didn't even want Louis van Gaal sacked at that point because mm. I even said, like, Louis van Gaal shouldn't have been sacked. He, he literally won the FA Cup here. We, yes. we won a, he's won our first trophy post-Sir Alice Ferguson. So why would you want to sack him? So you yeah. could clearly tell that was pre-planned. Jose yeah. Mourinho, you understand that a little bit more because he got it was literally, I think it was like Christmas time and was in like sixth, sixth seventh place. So you can un- kind of understand why I did get sacked. And it's looking that way for Ollie. And it's just literally such a shame. And if the team aren't behind him anymore, then that's probably the best thing to do. But I really do love Ollie. And at this point, I don't know what is even best for this team anymore, yeah. honestly. I, re- Brad- I can't cope with any of these horrible defeats again. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I love for a club, though. You know, sometimes bringing a, a a famous player back, if you like, or, you know, I mean, you know, Ronaldo's come back to the team. That seems to, well, kind of working uh, when he's in the mood. But um, like you say, yes, he's got the love for the club, but love doesn't win you trophies, Brad, does it? No, no, no it does. I wish it did because... We'd probably win everything if that was the case for how much we profess our love for the clubs. But then I think every club would win everything if it was done yeah. purely of how much we love the clubs. But um, yeah, and it, it, it is probably getting to that time now where, you know, people, you know, I, I can't remember who it was that said it. I think it might have been 
Roy Keane who actually said it. But he said, when Man United lose, it's Ollie's out of his depth, Ollie's doing this. So when Man United win, it's individual brilliance. It's never rarely you're hearing that Ollie gets the credit he maybe deserves, especially for some of the results. If you look at the results he's masterminded over his tenure there, the thing is, what Manchester United need to do, if they truly believe that Oli is this man now that's weathered the storm, the toxic post-Jose era, and they don't want to move on with Oli, then to what they need to do in the summer is go, OK, we big spended, like you asked, like you wanted. We've got these players back in. And I know they're businessmen. They're probably thinking Ronaldo just purely for that and hoping he can do it. That's why clubs sign him. That's why Juventus signed him because they had an agent squad and they wanted a star-like name to drag them into Europe and he, he he couldn't manage it on his own. But if Ollie can get through to next season and still bring Champions League football and they still have on paper a fairly successful season and Ollie goes straight to the board and goes, right, these are the areas of weakness we have. I need this amount of money. I will fix this club because and and and, the, and, they, and and they back him, then that's when Oli deserves to get fully judged because he hasn't been able to fix all the issues because it's just not physically possible with what Man United needed to do to that entire team to complete all the issues. You can't bring in a Ronaldo and a Varane and a Sancho and then get better than McFred in the middle of your park and, and get rid of Pogba. You just can't do it. I'm sorry, you can't. Um, but if the thing is Can with Manchester you- United... Going off that, sorry, just a quick, uh, going off that starvation for success, because like Maisie said, they won something and still sat to manager, even though it was so soon after doing it. If they're going to sack Ollie, then they need to make sure they probably bring in a manager that has the same, I want to say relaxed persona, because then players will then suddenly start to dread another Jose-like incident. If the reports of what happened there are so true, they'll be going, oh, just when this manager was starting to buy my faith, I'm now going to wait for yeah, the time coming the manager. I think the problem with Ollie is, as I look at it from an outsider, um, mm. he, he's never going to go into that board and say, I want this and I want that, because he hasn't got the canonas to do that. Um, you know, you, you couldn't see. Conti was never going to go to Man United, and he was never going to go to Tottenham the first time. He's gone to Tottenham now because... They needed him more than he needed Tottenham. He's not, you know, they've not done him a favour by giving him the job. He's done Tottenham a favour by taking that job. But he will have gone in and said, right, if this is the case, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Ollie is a yes man, isn't he, Maisie? I'd say so. Yeah, I think he is a yes man. Um, The thing is with Ollie, I think he's just far too gentle. He won't... He won't say no to a player. And you're seeing this a lot, especially this season. You're seeing Harry Maguire out of form. You're seeing Lou Shaw out of form. And you're seeing Mick Tominay out of form. And then you think, how are these players still in the starting eleven? Thanks for the manager- 80 million still, by the way. <laughs> a manager with a big, massive ego would say, right, you played absolute rubbish today. You are not playing for the next three games. You, that's what you would do. And Ollie's not done that. And people are starting to say Ollie's starting to show his favourites because you look at you look at who we've got in midfield on the bench. Donny Van der Beek. We got him. He's had apart from he's literally in September only had one start. 
I think he's only started once for Man United this season. You've got um, Tellers. He started for Villarreal, got a goal, got dropped. He's only had one start this season. And you've got, um, as well, Eric Bayer. He only came in. That was his first start against um, Atalanta. Is he, he is Oli, though? I can't understand why Oli's being given this time when other managers weren't. And it's almost, to me, like the Glaziers. Ronaldo came in, in my opinion, and I say I'm not a Man United fan, obviously, mm. but from an outside point of view, and Brad alluded to it earlier, you know, it, it was almost like, shit, we've, we've caught this up with the ESL. Let's get the fans back on our side. We'll, we'll see if we can get Ronaldo. He's available. And then it was, uh, well, we've really got a game because he could go to Man City and we ain't allowing that to happen. And it was almost like mm. that was the decision rather than he was actually bought as the player that you needed. Yeah. Um, we, uh, Edward would resigned after these protests and everything. And then we got brought this John Guy in. He seemed like he was the absolute god of Manchester United. He brought in Sancho for half the price. And we was like, oh, yes, we brought Sancho finally after two years. Yay. And then we got Varane. Yay, we fixed our centre-back issues. Oh, my God, we've got Cristiano Ronaldo all back again. And then you think, you look at Ronaldo, you think, Every single team in the whole world would want Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's just be real yeah. there. But yeah, yeah. I, for me, you do look and you think, without Ronaldo, what would happen to the team right now? That's how but, I do look at it as well. The rumour is that it was Alex Ferguson having to get on yes, the phone. Yes, he did. You he know. did. Therefore, Ollie isn't that big a draw because it was Alex Ferguson who yeah. ha- had to do it. I mean... Um, mm-hmm. a comment that came up here earlier from Terry, and we'll go all through the comments later, but there's a guy labelled CR7 who has been practising being manager of Man United, so they're already sorted. The Zeb rumours about, yeah, um, it yeah. is true. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was on the phone to Cristiano Ronaldo around 11 o'clock saying, you can't sign for Manchester City, because apparently they had verbal agreements, Manchester City and mm. Ronaldo. Uh, you've got to come back to my, to our club. And I think that's when Ronaldo got persuaded. And he said to Patrice Everett, I'm coming home. But Everett didn't believe him. He was like, yeah. he was like, no, don't have me on. And then when it came announced at 5pm that Ronaldo was Man United manager, he goes, see. And then and Patrice Everett was like, oh my God, you've done it. And he was just so happy. And I think he was just feeling how every Man United fan was feeling. And yeah, it was, I think that's why, I think Ronaldo came because he loves the club. He always calls it home, for one. And second of, and we've always heard rumours from the past he wanted to retire at Manchester United. But I never believed it because I thought, in the way, in the way this club is right now, he ain't coming yeah. home. But then I think, the Sir Alice Ferguson call, it definitely did persuade him. I don't know if he would have signed for Manchester City, but I know Sir Alex Ferguson definitely did persuade him to come back. Would 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 Alex Ferguson, Brad, do you think he made that call if Ronaldo had been signing for Ajax or Barcelona? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. If he was signing anywhere else, I don't think Ferguson would have an influence to him. Look, Ronaldo's a serial winner, and I think if he was to come out and be totally honest, the reason Man City even entered his head and maybe turned his head slightly was, I'm 36, yeah, he might play till he's 40, 
it's Ronaldo for Christ's sake. The guy's inhuman. But he may have been thinking, return to the Premier League for a swan song. I can, I, I'm guaranteed it at Man City almost. Man, Man United aren't at that stage where I would, I would hope they were for me to return and feel confident I can win it. Ferguson's always, you know, been a special part in his life. And I think he just needed his father to ring him because I know he refers to him as that. He's, he's a father to him in, in the footballing world. And as soon as he got that phone call, it was as if to go, yeah, I'm sorry, Dad. I can't even believe I had that thought of joining Man City. God, I'd throw my reputation down the way. But he's a serial winner, so I do understand why there was them talking. Is he also, Brad, very big-headed? Because if he went to Man City, he'd be another player. Oh, he wouldn't be Cristiano Ronaldo, mate. Yeah, but Man City have just paid a billion pounds for a player who didn't even get on the pitch on on Saturday. But I guarantee you you could go and find a penguin in the South Pole, mate. And if you said name one footballer, it'd squawk back at you, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. I'm not saying he's not well known, but what I'm saying is that at Man City, he is not the... The big fish in the pond that he is at Man United, and people, I, I, you know, I people know. would yes, they kind of adore him, but not in the way that Man United fans do for obvious reasons. I, I will just say one name towards you, and the reason why I t- tell you he would be a superstar in Manchester City's fans, Carlos Tevez. Look at the banter they gave them for getting Man. Man City, when they had Tevez, they did that Manchester is blue, welcome to Manchester. They really rubbed it in their faces. Could you imagine Manchester United? I'm sorry, mate, to give you such nightmares. It, it didn't happen, so you know it's not true. But could you imagine Man United fans happen to live at the fact that Ronaldo <coughs> lifts his last Premier League trophy in a Man City shirt? They would idolise him, mate, at Manchester. He no, would yeah, be again, the, they would. They made the for I'm not saying that they wouldn't. What I'm saying is, in Christian Ronaldo's mind, in his own mind, he's not going to be... That's what I'm saying. God, if he walked through... You know, if we signed him at Leicester, I'd have his babies. Or at least I'd try. You know (laughs) 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 But it doesn't mean... You know, he he would absolutely destroy the team because of his attitude and the, the sort of... Band of Brothers feeling we've got at Leicester. And I just think that that's probably why he went. But anyway, we're getting off the subject of... Yeah, I get what you mean, though. I, I get what you mean. Maybe say, Carlos Tevez is a swear word. I don't like that word. What's I don't that? Like I'm that. sorry, Maisie. I'm sorry. But I, it was only, I don't like it. It was the only comparison I had. So I'll call him he who must not be named. He'll fall into my Iosie Perez category. Don't worry Man about City it. City fans are not liking me at the moment because he posted a picture of a Man United, him in a Man United top and the City fans went mental. Well, we'll, we'll come on to this rivalry uh, later with, with 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 a certain manager. Last question on 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 Ollie, and then we're going to have a have a chat about Brendan. So we'll go through some uh, some of the comments, and then we'll have a look at Brendan. But Brad, if Brendan was to move on anywhere, um, would you take Ollie as our next manager? I would, I'd honestly like to say yes, because I think his personality, the way he handles his interview is quite similar. He does seem to have the right 
you know, literally like you just said with Ronaldo and his arrogance as it, as, as, as it is or whatever, and you're talking about upsetting Apple car, I think for somebody who's, the way they are in the press conferences, the way they seem to always have a smile on their face on a training ground, I think if you took that on him, um, I think there'd also be less pressure on Ali. You know, Brendan's had this success at Leicester, and now there's pressure on him. We're talking 14 games into a season, there's pressure on him for fans. Whereas Oli would have that experience at Manchester United, he would be able to implement his ideas to players, that are, a group of players that, you know, there isn't bad apples in there to our knowledge. Is that there isn't anybody that really, that, you know, they seem to really get on with the gaffers that they have. Even Boyle, they seem to get on with them. I think he would be a fit. Is he my first choice to, to replace Brendan? Only out of spite because Manchester United would be letting Oli go to do it. But ideally, I would like someone with more experience. But I wouldn't be upset, as others may be, for Oli being at Manchester United. And I think that is probably because, I mean, I, I said this when we signed Claudio Ranieri. And I've still got the link to prove that I was one of the few Leicester fans who actually said, great, we've got Claudio Ranieri. And there wasn't many of us. And Brad, Brad, Brad's another one there. So I didn't, I didn't realise that, Brad. But, you know, everyone was saying, Claudio who? He's, he's doing this shit with Greece and what have you. He's never won anything. But as I pointed out then, he's got a lot of seconds and a lot of cups. And if he came to Leicester and got us a lot of seconds and a lot of cups, I would have been very, because out of expectations, as it happened, yeah. obviously, he, he did better than that. But we're just going to go through some comments and then we'll move on to the, the more important manager. Um, Red face, I think I brought this up before. Why would Brendan go? We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. Uh, if he does go, we'll not be a first. Um, Scott, hi. Hi, Scott. Hey, Welcome Scott. Along. Um, hi, Scott. David, I think, forgot to put the L on the end. Either that or he's not enjoying the show. <laughs> um, Scott says, I think from what we have read from various sites that Brendan doesn't want to leave until the end of the season. Personally, they don't want to leave, but would prefer he went now. Apparently, Man yeah, that, that, that rumour is that Man United want him straight away. And let's be honest with you, Scott, he's got history of walking out on clubs, hasn't he? When it happened for us, though, of course, we, we, we didn't mind it. Um... David, hello everybody. Hi David, how the hell are you? Um, it's an interesting idea. I just don't know. I don't know if you would hear Brendan actually say he wants to stay. If rumours are true, it would be an indictment of Man United if he didn't go. Um, I've got to show it again yet. Yeah, did, Maguire did pay for our training ground. Thank you oh. for that. The funny thing is, every Tuesday, and I've got to be honest with you, we have a Tuesday talking point. Brad's heard this before, so Brad can go to sleep for a minute. Every Tuesday on the BBC page, um, that's his normal pose, so I don't know what he, whether he was supposed to be asleep or not. Every Tuesday, BBC website, um, the national website, Leicester City Football Club homepage, Tuesday talking point, I do it for Leicester, and this is Brendan coming up. And the funny thing is, I'm talking about Brendan and, and what we're talking about tonight. It's already written and sent. But the lady I deal with at the uh, at, um, at the BBC is the Man United fan. Surprise, surprise. And, the best uh, fan I can. Yeah, well, yeah, I said to I sent it off and I sent on the email. I went like, uh, and hands off uh, Brendan. And she replied back to me, that's for, <laughs> if we take him, it's to get revenge for you letting us have Maguire. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what a um, leader come on what a leader <laughs> Terry said he sees similarities with Leicester 
Uh, Terry, we're not going to get onto this, Terry, but recognise that Pogba is not a patch on Cantona. I think we'd all probably have to, uh, even as Leicester fans say that. Everybody Pogba, knows that Pogba is yeah. not a patch on Cantona. Yeah. I just thought I'd just say that. Pogba's not a patch on Phil Neville, but there there we go. And good evening, Maisie and panel. Hi, Robert. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, Ronaldo the GOAT. Uh, he doesn't want Brendan at Man United. And we're gonna, I'm going to ask that question in, in a second. Um, I mean, we're talking about winning trophies. Um, I think Leicester have probably won more recently than than Man United have. I think we've won our Premier League. I think we've won uh, our our FA Cup. I think we've won our English Super Cup all since you. It's not an me. English Super Cup. Please yes, don't. Say that to me. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I just say that I actually oh. use that. In, I actually call it the English Super Cup in my text to my, my email to the BBC. If they publish it as English Super Cup, it is then it's the BBC, it's officially the English Super Cup. Do you know how red you've just got me for calling it the Super Cup? It's right. When it's Man United who wins it, everyone calls it a shield. It's not, a, it's a shield. It's the English Super Cup. No, right. it's, it's my channel. I'm having it. It's the English Super Cup. Um, oh, okay, you can have it. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming for a reaction. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course, it's coming. Um, but Brad, I mean, the first comment there was, "Would we? Why would he leave?" I mean, this is this is this is Brendan at our club summed up, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And, you know, as we've seen with how our amazing owners have been through the years, they they will not bring in a manager that they do not feel fits their philosophy. And, look, Brendan, you know, he's a good manager. He's proven his worth throughout his, his managerial career. And he knows how to get the best out of players who you know maybe go to other teams for 80 million and don't do so well um but you know Maguire is a swear word now oh okay okay we're adding up the swear words we'll have a long list after this show Chris um but, and yeah, anybody, but... anybody who plays badly now we, we actually say well I actually say to my son I said oh, he's doing a Maguire yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Don't make me shout at you, Missy, for that. Don't you bring up Bradley now. That will set me off again. You'll get me off topic. Not nice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, see, you've done it now. It's worked. I hope, you, I hope, I hope that puts a smile on your face. But, yeah, Brendan um, looks happy here. You, you, you could argue why would he go anywhere. I mean, every time he's been linked with the job, I and mean, we joked in with Chris, he's managed half the Premier League, bless him. No wonder he's not having the yes. greatest form at the moment. But... I'm hearing all these bet, bet fair and Man United evening posts things coming up. But, but where was the press conference interview? Did, was he asked that question? Well, well, was he asked that? Was he asked, are you joining Manchester United? Is your last season at Leicester? Well, well, what they say is, and you know, the, the, the betting company concerned obviously are doing it for publicity and obviously they, they've got sources, which may well be the cleaning woman, the, uh, you know, in the laundry at Old Trafford, who knows? But you know, it, it's it's 
it's apparently behind the scenes, isn't it? Verbal agreement. I mean, yeah, but if Brendan Rogers, Maisie, Brendan Rogers came out and said, I don't want Newcastle United. He was linked with Newcastle and he came out and said, I don't want to leave Leicester. I want to, I don't want to go to Man United. And yet, if he's turning down Newcastle United, who, let's face it, in five, six years' time, and I'm looking that far ahead, will be on a par, if not bigger, than Man United. If he's turning down them, and you've got a guy like Eddie Howe going in, and I honestly think that's a short-term appointment I just agree. to keep him up. He's, he's, you need to be the manager that follows him in, and maybe that was Roger's thinking. But if he's turning down Newcastle with all their money, and you know, face, whoever walks into that job, as long as he keeps them up, he's going, they're going to be able to walk on water in Newcastle. And yet, is, is he then going to go to a Man United with all the trouble they've got and the bus veering off all over the road? I'd look at him, Brendan Rodgers' opinion. There's two sides to every argument. If I was in Brendan Rodgers' shoes at Leicester, why do you want to leave Leicester knowing that you've won the FA Cup mm. and the Super Cup? But... Um, <laughs> Well done. <laughs> I, I, that's why I did that. Um, yeah. yeah. That. Shield. But, um... Super Cup. You can all use that, Maisie. You're looking, you think, he does have success at the club and he is building that club, uh, the club up to be a potential top four club in the next couple of years. But you do look at Man United and there is things what do attract to Man United and there is always things what players look at Manchester United and I think that's attractable. You look at first of all Teistra, you look at second of all Cristiano Ronaldo being there as well because as a manager you think it's a one-time opportunity to be a manager of Cristiano Ronaldo and I think whatever manager does come I think Cristiano Ronaldo will play a big influence in bringing a manager in. It is but like we said earlier that history really in terms was Alex Ferguson's history because there was nothing mm. before and there's been nothing nothing after and Ronaldo right. could retire next year. We don't know how long he, he's going to be there. But yet you make a very valid point is that it is Man United and whatever we say as, as fans outside of... Um, well, I'll say if I'm talking about Man United fans outside of the United Kingdom, then you know it is. It is. It's a bit like the England job. You know, if it, if it comes along, you take it because of what it is. And Brad, I think when we we took Rogers on, and I don't think he'll walk out on us. I don't think he dare walk out on us. I think to do that for two clubs, you know, you, you could understand why he did that when he came to Leicester because I think it gave him ten games in the Premier League, and he learned more about his players in those 10 proper Premier League games than he would in four or five meaningless friendlies. But yeah. I think he was meant to walk out on Leicester mid-season. He's going to get a bit of a reputation. But, yeah. you know, I think we, we, we accepted, well, I certainly did, and I think most Leicester fans, if they're honest, taking off the blue-tinted glasses, that when we signed Rodgers, we knew he wasn't going to be here like Ferguson was at United or Wenger was at Arsenal. We almost know it's a stepping stone, don't we? Well, you never say never. I mean, the inc inc inclination is that he was probably going to be a solid manager that if everything went as well as it did, you know, as it has, 
that he would probably be here for four, five, maybe even six seasons before he moved up. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone in, in, in a year's time. But I think Brandon would look at it from, from his point of view. He'd maybe look at, you know, pretty much touch on everything that we've talked about tonight. He, everybody remembers that Liverpool season when he was manager. The, the infamous slip occurred under him. The nearly title occurred under him. And then the fall down nearly occurred under him. And, and people will always point to Brendan Rodgers that he played, he had to manage Watford. He managed uh, Reading. He, he managed championship clubs. He then went to Celtic to rebuild his reputation. He wasn't even in the outline. I mean, he, he was he was Chelsea's assistant coach as well. You know, it's a relatively mere CV somewhere in that middle, isn't it? In and around these successful times. And Brendan Rodgers might be sat there. And the reason he's saying no to Newcastle, the reason he's saying no to Spurs, is he's looking at their reputations. A, like you said with Newcastle, he's probably thinking, I don't want to go straight there because if I don't get instant success, these owners that maybe if they're not, you know, maybe if they're we want success straight away kind of guys, you don't want to be that first manager and you want to follow that manager with, you know, what you said about anyhow. You could then look at Manchester United and go, hmm, do I want to go and take over Manchester United? Now, maybe maybe Manchester United are masterminding Brendan Rodgers and other managers here because if you looked at it when Oli was appointed or in his first season, you go in, do I really want to go to a club that's sacking managers every season? Do I want to go to a club that even if I win a trophy, it doesn't guarantee me my job safety? Chelsea, for example. You know, would I want to go to a club like that when everything's nice and peachy here? I'm, I'm not disturbing anything. I'm risking harming my reputation by going to Manchester United. And again, to counteract that, he's obviously thinking about the history, the law of Manchester United, the, the, the elephant in the he's room. The thinking of the money he gets when you sack Nuno... Yeah, exactly. yeah. he, he'd never work again, let's be yeah. honest. But, yeah. but, and exactly, on a you know, he'll look at that on both scales and, and, and that's what Brendan's got to decide. I just get this feeling that, again, I agree with you, I don't think Brendan walks out, but I think Brendan's learned from his managerial experiences and how they've ended and not always necessarily ended well for him, uh, that he might think twice about moving club after a few years because... Yeah. He goes to Manchester United in six months' time. Ronaldo has a fallout with him, and they, they down tools, and it all goes Pete Tong. He's never going to get hired in the pre in the Championship again, let alone the Premier League. Mm. You know, so does he want to potentially take that risk? Maybe seeing mm -hmm. Oli give him a chance, he thinks he will. I don't know, but I haven't heard him in a press conference being asked the question: Are the rumours true about you going to United? And I have a feeling that if our owners had any inside information or an inkling that he was going to jump ship, they would do exactly what Scott said and do exactly what we've said before, Chris. The owners would get him out and bring someone in they know they can trust. Because yeah. they don't want a manager for the next eight months to kind of be going... That's short answer, by the way, Maisie. Yeah, it is. It really is. The <laughs> long answer style. comes later. Yeah. The thing is now, Brad, Brad's learned he doesn't even take breaths for me the chance to get in now. Maisie, Lucas said it there, and, you know, I, I take it with a pinch of salt from an Arsenal fan. That I know, I take it from a pinch of yes. salt as well, yeah. because I've seen Arsenal these days. Well, in fairness to them, 
they if you know Arteta, he something's working there because they've come back this season and they are a serious contender as things stand at the moment for fifth or sixth. So mm. he's he's had the time, and I say he may not be the one that wins them the trophy, but he's certainly turning things around. And you've got to remember sometimes when new managers take over what they've been left with. You know, mm. what was David Moyes left with? Ferguson got out. He knew what he was doing. He got out at that right time because he knew that team was going down the shithole quicker than a, a rat in a drain pipe. You know, but, you know, Lucas said here, Rogers isn't Man United material. And I do wonder if you got rid of Solskjaer, is he a big enough name? <laughs> If you look at the board and you look at the Glazers, personally, I probably would think they'd want to take on Brendan Rodgers, knowing that he's got that experience in the Premier League, he's got European experience, so you know how he plays in Europe. But for Not me, very well, unfortunately. For me, <laughs> I personally wouldn't take him for three reasons. For one, in especially at Leicester, he has bottled top four quite a bit and you don't no, you want hang, that... on, hang on hang on hang on I'm going <laughs> to come into you on this one because come on because people say he bottled top four and yes. yet you see that to me is a fan of the big we can all do that big six saying he bottled it um <laughs> the only it, reason why I say it he is because it because he got Leicester who have only won, let's be honest with you, put it bluntly, they've only ever won one Premier League trophy. I agree. And he got them to fifth for two seasons And I running. think that's very good. I think that's you very know. good that he's gone to fifth. But considering he was in, what, the Premier League, he was in the top four for, like, nearly, I think, 200 days or something. And then the very last game of the season, he got out. It's not a very good look, really. On one, on one game... On both times, it was on one game. It wasn't like we'd we'd fallen away. No. Um, although you could argue that post there was them draws the and season, then them losses you know. throughout the season. But what I made that? I think bottling it. I, I have to I have to take a, a <laughs> issue with you. I think bottling it is it's like did Ollie bottle the Europa League final? Yes. You see, I wouldn't say he bottled it. I'd say, I'd say he would. For several reasons, he didn't make a sub at all in ninety minutes. No, he, he got his decisions he, wrong. He got his decisions wrong. It, I don't think is. You know, I just it just felt like he didn't. Hair looks really nice, Maisie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it just felt like when he came into that Europa League final, it just didn't look like he had that ambition and that extra bit in him to say, "Let's do this and win it." That's how he. Yeah. And to me, that's why I would say he was he did bottle it because he just didn't feel like he had that in him to think mm. I can go to that next step and win it. But as yeah. I was saying about Brendan Rodgers anyway, another thing, the, he does have European experience, but he doesn't have that European experience where he's got into quarters, semis, finals. Mm. And you want that little bit more experience because I know Leicester is a very good side, but when you look at Manchester United, the expectations of Manchester United, you want to get very far into cups. You want to get um, uh, get win Premier Leagues. You, you want that. And, mm. and another thing, I will never, ever, Ever have Liverpool's cast offs? <laughs> that was going to be the biggest ahead one here. For me. You have jumped ahead here, but seeing as you've mentioned it, 
is okay let's say for example now that ollie has a season that is average you know you you finish sixth you in the conf you you open conference league um oh. you don't win a trophy <laughs> But that's that's what Ollie's done for you this season. Brendan recently turned it round. We've gone on a longest unbeaten run in Premier League history, and we win the Premier League. And then Man United sack Ollie and they say, Brendan, you're a Premier League manager. Will you come to us? Would you still then say at that point, remembering what you've achieved with Ollie and what Brendan's achieved? Would you still at that point say no? He played for he managed Liverpool. Yes, because I don't want to. I don't want an ex Liverpool manager at my club. No, that you, just you wouldn't would have. Club. have okay, you a very have... passionate would... stand by your club, there, Maze. I w- yeah. I will not even have Klopp. I won't have Klopp. You see, I get it. If it's a if, to, to to these managers, it's a job. To these players, it's a job. You know, and all this kissing the badge and what have you, let's be honest with you, when we, wherever we're working, we suck up to the bosses. As soon as we go to another, but it doesn't stop us thinking, well, that's a better job down the road. I'm going to go for that one. You know, it, it isn't that they're, it's their, you know, if it's their boyhood club, that's that's different. But most it's of the best, time, it's not. That's 100% different to me. Um, you look at, even if you look at Everton, for instance, they've brought Rafa Benitez in and the Everton fans don't like him. Because he's an ex Liverpool manager, they absolutely despise Rafa Benitez. I I I spoke to plenty of Everton fans on social media and stuff. I've not had one who said they like Rafa Benitez at the club. Not no. one. And in fairness, before I came on live here, I was watching uh, an Everton fan show, Kieran Rance. It's a great show. He really does. He does a good program. And he's actually at the moment, after eleven games, going through his whole team from top to bottom, saying who should it should get rid of in January and who they should keep. And at the end, they're going to be doing Rafa. Should he be sacked or not? <laughs> Facebook user, <laughs> a Facebook Brilliant. user, um, they're not said. We've not said the sacking, Ollie. If you listen to the program, and maybe you've come in late, and the problem with coming in late and commenting on something is you don't know what's been said before. We've not said the sacking, Ollie. We just. Uh, talking to, to about the rumours, um, I, I I just would you take a derby manager, Brad? If, well, not, I mean, if, 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 if Brian Clough had uh, left Forest before you know before he did because obviously he was going downhill at the time, uh, but if he'd left Forest and come to Leicester, Wesley Morgan, Gary yeah, Moore, I mean, two Leicester captains that were ex Nottingham Forest players. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I totally appreciate that Maisie wears a heart on her sleeve and, and I totally appreciate yeah. her arguments to not have, you know, a rival manager or, or play at the club. But for, for me, and maybe it's just my understanding, maybe maybe it's for the fact that I, in my family, you, you the team you support, if you're going to follow football, is where you're born. So, you know... Right now, you know, I'm based in Manchester, so I need to find a way to get myself and whoever I'm with over to Leicester so my kids can raise. If I have kids in the future, they're going to be Leicester fans and not Man United fans. Of course, I'm going to be in trouble with whoever I'm no, no, no. I'll give you a bit but... of advice there, Brad, if you ever have kids. <laughs> I, I had, ki- I had I kids to... in Burnley. I had kids in oh, Burnley. Well, you know. and 
the only thing I said uh, to them, I said, if you support Burnley, I won't mind because all your, a lot of your schoolmates are Burnley fans and you were born in Burnley. If you support Leicester because your dad supports Leicester, that's fine. And I said, you're not supporting the likes of Man United, Arsenal, and all those just because you see them on telly. And no, no, I, 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 so yeah, that, I'm going to cut them out, you will as well. That, that's always a good one. <laughs> yeah, but but for me, like I said, you know, my, my dad was born in the area where Wolves are founded. He's a Wolves fan. My mum was born in, in in the Coventry area. So she's a Coventry City fan. Bless her. You know, my mum's a good, honest person. She doesn't deserve supporting Cov. But um, you know, I, I I don't really like. I enjoy a rivalry match. It's always nice to win. I'm not going to sit there and say I don't enjoy it more and and, and give them more stick than I do other fans. But as a person, me personally. If 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 them sort of calibers of managers, you know the one that you mentioned there, like Brian Clough or whatever, uh, uh, were available at that time, and Leicester offered him the job, and he became a, our manager. It's like I say about certain players that play people don't like, you know, and I'm not too particularly fond of. When they're in the dugout at Leicester or they're wearing a Leicester shirt, I will back them 100 percent to yeah. succeed. So if we went, if we got rid of Brendan and we went to Derby and went, oi Rooney, do you want a better shot at managing? Regardless of the opinion, if he sat in the Leicester dugout managing my team, I can't imagine he would because of Vardy. No. But that's a different yeah. subject for a different. I, I video. was watching but, the Man United agenda before I came live yeah. on here, and they were saying that there's rumours that Rooney he might be going to United as part of a a, 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 a backroom staff. Yeah. But well, um, maybe would maybe would be gutted yeah. about that because Man you wouldn't be able to assign her favourite player of all time, Jamie Vardy, would they, Maze? I don't like Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Yeah, I believe he got into your best 11, even though he's not a top six um, Didn't you say, though, you would take Phil Jones and you'd give us 20 million? You evil man, Chris. You evil man. You I, am <laughs> not, I am not having to mention those two words, Phil Jones, on this channel. I'm sorry. That's what she gets. Yeah. Oh, don't be so mean. You know oh, your whole from earlier, Maisie. You might want to go and jump in it if you keep mentioning Phil Jones. Um, but Maisie, okay, let me ask you this, Maisie. Let me ask you this. Pep Guardiola. If, if he came over, would you would you accept him? No. I'll look at Pep Guardiola. Don't get me wrong, he's a good manager. I will have my really? yeah, he's I had a kind of, yeah. noticed. Yeah, of yeah. course, I uh, he's a very good manager, but the thing is with Pep Guardiola, he will only go to a club that's got tons and tons of money. He won't go to a club and start from scratch. He only needs to go he only wants to go to a club with yes, loads and loads of mullet. Loads and loads of money. What we said earlier about certain managers not being able to manage at different levels. Yeah. You know, it, it's like like Neil Warnock, bless him, he's just been sacked by Middlesbrough. Oh, but he wouldn't—he would never get to manage a top ten Premier League club, you know, because of, of, of what it is. But mate, uh, Scott asked here, Maisie, and I'm going to oh, Brad, I'm going to come back to you with this one. Sorry, uh, if Rodgers was to go to Man United, where would he improve them as individuals? Not so much as the team, um, which is. I think is where Brendan's weaknesses show. Could he improve them? 
I think right. I think he could. I mean, there's the obviousness that he'd reconnect with uh, Harry Maguire, and like Maisie said, whether it's injuries or a lack of confidence or a combination of both, there is. Sorry, sorry. He these players who should not be named because I'm just not going to name the players. Maisie just knows who I'm all about. Don't want me to swear it up. These players that are off form and underperforming, we've already seen it at Leicester when that happens to a player. You know, most notably James Madison in recent weeks when he's, you know, had to play because of injury, even though he's not in the greatest form. He's then found himself on the bench and and. More times than not, that that affects you as a player mentally even more. And you think, God, I'm playing that bad. Not even the gaffer's got faith in me. But clearly, from the response we've seen, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch from Madison, you know, Brendan's man management skills is detrimental when he goes to a club. And I think there's certain players there, I won't swear for Maze, I won't upset her anymore, right? Certain players there that I think could use that. You know, Maze said it earlier, Ollie. Is a bit. It might not. It might have been you, Chris. That said that Ollie's a bit too soft, maybe on these players, and not not too direct with them, and not a bit firm. Whereas I think Brendan would do the right job for them, and I think he could improve them in that sense. Would he though, Maisie? I mean, we 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 showed this 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 picture earlier, and it does kind of sum our club up. You know, you mm-hmm. you wouldn't get. Um, Joel Glazer, is it? Who, who, who's, who's one of the, the lazier ones um, on the pitch at Wembley? You wouldn't, you wouldn't actually no. see him at Old Trafford, or you wouldn't see him in England, would you? Let's be honest with you. But no. you know those scenes, and you know us as us as Leicester fans, like loved it, and we can understand why there's a lot of fans that are jealous of mm. that. Would yeah. you leave? What can Man United really offer him other than stress? Other than you could say money, but it, but Brendan Rodgers is the fourth highest paid manager in the Premier League. Um, yeah. You know how much money is money? You know, uh, somebody said earlier apparently he's, he's bought a new house in Cheshire. Yeah, I, that I don't know, but you know, do do you the posh the life there, isn't it? In <laughs> <Yeah>. Cheshire. <laughs> Oh, compared to Manchester. Um, Manchester's beautiful. Just remember, I lived just outside Manchester and I worked in Greater Manchester. I don't know why they call it Greater Manchester. They should call it Lesser Manchester. But, you know, it's... uh, No, I wouldn't say it's the most beautiful. It's bloody wet, I'll tell you. (laughs) But uh, I wouldn't say it was was beautiful. The Lake District is beautiful. Parts of Wales and Cornwall are beautiful. Manchester are beautiful. And not two words that I put together, but all joking aside, you know, so he's, for the extra that you might be able to pay him, because we're not, as I said before, we're not short of money ourselves, all that stress that he's going to have, you know, if he gets Leicester this season, if we finish 10th and we get, you see, I've scared Brad off now, if he finishes 10th, He's probably gone off screen to fart. You do realise that, don't you? Oh! <laughs> Let's oh. be honest. We we know, Brad. He's got his... Well, <laughs> he's all gone to the toilet, one of the two. But no, um, I forgot what I was saying now. You know, if Brendan Rodgers finishes 10th this season, and it's, it's a kind of, for us, we're struggling this season, it might be a reality check season. You know, we could say we were punching above our weight for the last couple of seasons. If he finishes 10th, Gets us a decent run in Europe. 
gets us maybe to you know quarters of you know both cups or whatever. Leicester fans are gonna go and yeah, that's great. That's not a bad season. We'll take that. If he does the same at Man United, it's gonna be under so much pressure. And is that money worth it? And he knows he will not have a relationship with the owners or the management, uh, club management that he has at Leicester. You know, I was when I was watching yeah. the FA Cup final, I was actually saying like the, the owners of Leicester. It's literally so beautiful to see the owners are actually going on the pitch to greet the manager, to greet the fans. And I respect Leicester so much for the owners, uh, the way they are, how close they are with the actual team and every everything. It's just that's I love it. I think it's amazing. And no, we wouldn't say Joel Glazer. Being like that, he'd probably be still in bed when we watch the foot when we play, but um, yeah, so it's a hard one because he would be his level. So, say for example, this is the expectations of Leicester coming mm. to Manchester United, the expectations, yeah, BRA is the race, of course, would, knowing yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo is at the club, it's up there. Yeah, and that's just because one player is there. So already when he, he comes to that club, he's gonna already feel instant pressure because he needs to think I need to get these results because Manchester United's big club, this is, is what their history is, this is what their fans expect Did Cristiano Ronaldo's here, I don't want to upset Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes is here, he's also a big name, I don't want to upset Bruno Fernandes, neither do I want to upset Edison Canelo because there's that many big egos, so many mm. big names at Manchester United, you, you get that instant thought I can't upset any of these neither I don't want to upset my fans, I don't want to upset this and then you just feel I'd say for Brendan Rodgers coming to Leicester, then to come to Manchester United, do you think a defeat would be very, very heavy for him? If you get what I mean. Yes, I, I, I do. And I, I, like I say, I did know when we signed Brendan Rodgers, and I said this on Talk Sport on the show I did right at the start when we we're talking about his signing. I said it is a stepping stone for him that he, you know it's his way to get back. Because let's face it, what he did at Celtic, he did, you know. And I, and I still say this, any of us three could have done it at Celtic because most of the time that he was winning at Celtic, Rangers weren't even in the, the same league. So it was a case of, you know, he'd have had to self-destruct to, to, uh, to not to win anything. But it's a case of how long he stays with us. But Brad, you know, he, he sat there. Now, he, you know, he's got great owners that love him, Susan Whelan, and I say the management staff there love him. He's got a squad that he's building in his his eyes, you know, the his players that are coming in. Um, he's got that control that you know that the players that he wants to come in. He's got a great relationship, I believe, with 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 John Rudkin, you know, the, the director of football. Um, he's the fourth highest paid manager in uh, in the Premier League at the moment. I'd be looking at that Man United job and going, right, I'll hang on. I'll hang on because unless I get relegated at Leicester, I've already won the FA Cup, I've already won the English Super Cup. Um, I've got to really self-destruct to, to to lower my my esteem. So should he? You know, he's more likely going to look at that and go, "Yeah, maybe I'll let the man come in after Ollie, take it, and then then I'll possibly go to another club, whether it's Man United or somewhere else." Yeah, I mean. The problem is, no matter how many pros and how many cons, you could sit there and write down and say, even if you did it in two separate lists, if I left right now, pros and cons, and if I left at the end of the season, pros and cons, 
it doesn't matter how many of them or, or what side is outweighing what on the list, you're always going to run back to the, the fact, no matter how much love you've got from the owners, no matter how much time and respect you've got for that as a club. And, you know, it really does sound like Brendan's, you know, got a very good affection for Leicester in his heart, but a club that he'll, he'll fondly look back on when the day comes that he retires at Leicester. But I think no matter what the situation is, and it, it might sound like a cheap answer, but it's, it's got on his truth. If he gets that phone call at the end of the season and goes, we want you to be the man to manage Manchester United, Brendan Rodgers probably never thought he'd get a chance again at that level. Like you said, his name, even at Celtic, with all he won, wasn't even murmured around jobs in the English leagues again until Rangers were back in the Scottish Premiership and, and they were still blowing them out of the water. I would be hard-pressed to find a manager out there in the world that's gone through something similar like Brendan, gets himself in a position like he's in now with a club like Leicester or even Leicester. You could be talking about Brendan's replacement doing exactly the same, being the same kind of calibre, and getting that phone call. It's Manchester United. If you want to go exactly like Macy keeps stressing, it's managing Ronaldo. If it goes wrong, I can put my feet up because Leicester are paying me a healthy wage. I'm love for my wages. We heard the reason that Spurs backed out of doing anything because it was going to cost them 85 million. It was going to cost them five million more than it was for the Maguire deal. You know, we 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 you know that put them off trying to get him. You know, because of how much it was going to cost them. Brendan Rodgers might go. You know what? I'm going to take one last stab at the dark. If Manchester United, if my phone rings and I'm asked, do I want the job? And I, and he puts that phone down and says, I'll give you an answer at the end of the week. Let me just have a word with my family and whatnot and, and take your offer on board. And he sits there with a whiskey in hand, probably at 12 o'clock at night, tossing and turning, can't decide. And he goes, what am I doing? Yes, Manchester United aren't, you know, winning things like they used to be, but it's still Manchester United. And if I can be the one that turns that around, I will be ever remembered as the most, as the first successful manager since Alex Ferguson, do I take that gamble? Yeah. I'm getting it. Do, yeah, but does he? That's what he's going to think. Do I take that gamble? Because well, if he's paid off, yeah, the Premier League title, he's the most successful manager post Fergie. He's mm. the start of that trend, and, and and Brendan's got to decide that. I don't think he's going until the end of the season minimum. I don't mm. think he's going to do that sort of thing. I don't think he'd do that to the owners. I just can't see it. Because our owners, no. to be honest with you, players as well, don't they don't stand in players' way when they want to move. Mm. They just do it on their terms and they come to an agreement. If, if that's the case, and that's why they're not speaking about it, we'll find out, won't we? Well, I'll yeah. find out in a couple of weeks or we'll find out at the end of the season where Brentford's yeah. going to be. I think the pro the problem is that after the Newcastle you know rumours, he had a press conference. These rumours came out after the um, Leeds game, and there isn't a press conference now because of the the international break. Uh, Lucas says Ollie is doing a fantastic job. Um, he's up there with Arteta, isn't he, Luca? Uh, are you happy with Arteta yet? You kind of. <sighs> Change your mind with the win there. So, you know uh, why I actually 
actually mm. think Arteta is actually doing a half decent job at Arsenal. He doesn't have European. He doesn't even have European football. He's literally playing once a week, so he can afford to play yeah. his best team every single week. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Really and it, it worked for Leicester in fifteen sixteen. Uh, you know, we we yeah. came through with, with no, no extra games uh, and getting knocked if, out the cups early. Mm, if they was well. back into Europa League, do you think if they was in Europa League this season, do you think they would be where they were? Because I don't think so. Not at uh, all. Uh, I don't believe it. I just, I think, just very quick, I just think Arteta will come good for them. I just think that they uh, they are like, and again, no disrespect, Maisie, but they're like most fans of the so-called, well, we call them the ESL6. You know, they they want success yesterday. And we're becoming that way a little bit. You know, I find myself sometimes, you know, we said earlier, didn't we, Brad? You know, why aren't we yeah. winning these games? What's Success breeds success. So, but all, all, all banter aside, I, I do, I do get it. Final question, and I'm going to ask you both: one for Man United, one for Leicester. Um, Brad, first of all, if Brendan was to go, and he will go at some point, I honestly, as I said, I can't see him doing a Wenger or a Ferguson and being here um, uh, 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 for you know that that length of time. And I do believe he is using us as a stepping stone. And the longer he stays with us and the better he does with us, maybe the better job he'll get. But if he was to go, who would you want sensibly to come in and replace him? Tough question. Uh, it's a good question. Um... And I'm trying to find out who asked it. Oh, Robert asked it earlier. Uh, there's, a, there's a few managers that you'd be happy to have. Uh, I can never pronounce his name, but that hang that's manager of the the, the ex is he Ajax manager? Is he still Ajax manager? Ten Hag. Yeah. Hmm. He's one He's that's... Ass. He's ass, sorry. He's one of one that I'd like to bring in because of his European experience, because you know, he, he, he does seem to have that mentor at Ajax of, of, of the same sort of thing with Leicester. He's very brought in from in, in, inside the club more than out, outside of it. Um, if I was to go for a manager that might end up wanting to jump ship because of fans' um, approach towards him, I wouldn't be too far against a Rafa Benitez, as silly as that sounds. Really? Um, yeah, that that would be my. I, mean, I would, I would happily take Rafa Benitez to be honest with you. Yeah. Maisie, same question to you. We know you don't want Rogers because he is is an ex Liverpool manager. Mm-hmm. I know you know the, the Glaziers do have this you know loving for for ex players. It's got to be Steve Bruce for you, hasn't it? Who doesn't want Steve Bruce? I know. Who, wants, who, who doesn't want a bit of Steve Bruce? Sounds like a Everyone wants movie. a bit of Steve Bruce, don't they? <laughs> I forgot about him. I want to the answer now. He could, he could. No, I'm not going to go with what we said at the start of the show. No, moving on. No, no let's not go there. <laughs> presumably, presumably not Steve Bruce. Um, he can't, he can't fill holes because you look at his, his defence. He looks very happy ret- as a retired man anyway. I, I don't want to upset his happiness. No, I think I think he's come to the end. But like I say, ex-players, you never know. Um, seriously, though, 
you don't want Rogers. Um, who who would you have one name? Ten Hag. Oh, it's going to be a battle between us then, is it? it it's coming <laughs> to us. I'm sorry, but it's coming to us. When do you think he will come to you? When do you think the board will say... End of the season. Enough, enough. Do you think so? Because it's literally come out, uh, what I was reading before, about um, they get, the board and the Glazers have decided that they'll give it all until the end of the season and then they'll replace him. But the only way they won't they'll replace him halfway through the season is if there's zero chance of us being in the top four. So it's like, is your expectations actually lowered that it's only about top four these days? Mm. How could you, as the club, as what Manchester United is, you just you think fourth place is acceptable? No, fourth place is not acceptable. The club, no. how big Manchester United is, you are expecting to battle for first place every single season. You're expecting to be bit uh, going firing cups, firing the Champions League. Hi, Chris, what are you looking at? <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought Roy Keane had walked in the room. Then <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was just like impersonating of Roy Keane because I can get like Roy Keane sometimes. I know I, do. I don't you, look you like need, that. You need, you need the beard. You need the beard. But I need um, the bit. I need the bit of the beard. Yeah. I think but that's the then, thing that's let me you down. see, to me, right again, like I say, maybe it's because I'm older, but. That attitude that you've got there, that we've got to be challenging for first every season. I'm not saying every season, I would but... call you, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, but I would call you a Fergie baby because you've <laughs> grown up, you've grown up knowing success, success, success all the time. Mm. And I get it. I totally get it. But, you know, so did, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans, but it took them 30 years to, to get back to that. And football mm. goes round, do you not think? You know, there was there was a time when Liverpool were the number one club. Then Man United had it under Fergie. Uh, yeah, you got the odd Liverpool, you know, Arsenal thing here and there. But now it's kind of Chelsea, Man City sharing it between them. For me, it's. I'm sorry, you go, Brad. No, sorry. I was going to say I would. I would like to kind of maybe sort of counter what Chris has just said there about expectations of being a Fergie baby. I would then say to kind of kind of put the piece in the middle and say would you and this goes to both of you would you expect Manchester United and Alex Ferguson in charge of this current squad to be happy with fourth place because I just can't imagine a world where Ronaldo Varane Sancho Rashford Bruno Fernandes as he likes to be called De Gea <laughs> with a fridge freeze, freezer in front of him would the fans and the board and the manager himself be going, oh, just get top four, mate, that team, it's fine. I I get both points, but I, I just like to flip it and put the scenario, Fergie, Fergie's the manager of that club, would you be going, just get top four with it? Does that show, like, where they've where it's it, gone? Do you want to go first? I'll let you go first, Chris. Okay. If Fergie was manager of Man United... As in the not not obviously Ferguson now because <laughs> bless him. Yeah. Yeah. Prime Prime Fergie. Prime Fergie. Prime Fergie. yeah. But Prime if Fergie, Fergie was manager of that club now, I don't think we would be having this conversation because you would be challenging for first. Because mm. you've, got, I mean, you've yeah. got the great players and you've got a great manager, a manager who could 
let's be honest with you. This is the guy, you know, he, he's got rid of he got rid of some big names at Man. You know, he got rid of Beckham. You know, he, he got did. rid of Veron. Uh, you know, there was players that he got in, and he wasn't taking any shit off any of them. He was the gaffer. He was in charge, but he he knew what he was talking about, and he he had the trophies to prove it. So no. You got Fergie with the squad you've got now. You're battling for first. You're not. You're not That's where you I mean. are now. That's what I mean. And the fact that the Glazers think that the squad we've got and they think top four is acceptable. I just, you just can't see it. You, you think you are expecting to be uh, five. You expect to be first in the champ, first or second Champions League in the groups. You're expecting a lot more because I was I wasn't expecting us to get knocked out of the Carabao Cup. As much as all United fans are, oh, this is such a good thing because we can concentrate in the Champions League and the Premier League and FA Cup when it comes. You say that when you look, when you get knocked out of a cup, though. <laughs> we said it yeah, last year and Arsenal knocked us out. But <laughs> yeah. well, you you just you just expect that a little bit more, knowing that the squad we've got. If, for example, this was the case when Sir when. Oli first came and he was playing, uh, like he was playing that five at the back and he was playing so many players out of positions. Out and there was playing like Marshall as a striker and everything. It was an absolute. I was literally looking at that squad. I thought that's absolutely terrible. What am I looking at? But uh, I was thinking to myself, if they said top four for that, I would say completely understandable. That's fine. But then you, when you look at the squad we've got now, the amount we've invested in it, the amount we've took our time to build this squad. You are expecting more than just top four. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And I said at the start of the season when we were putting where everybody was going to be finishing, and I said if if Oli does not win a trophy, and this was before Ronaldo had joined, if Oli yeah. does not win a trophy this season, <laughs> and he is gone. Mm-hmm. With this squad, he has got to win something. And like I say, this is why I'm thinking... And I think this is why a lot of people are thinking that Ollie he's taking you as far as he can. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 done, you know, if you're saying Brendan's bottled the top four for the last couple of seasons, Ollie's bottled everything since he's he's been there. Because with I these agree. players, it, he should he should be winning something. Um, I agree. There has been times where we have bottled. I I agree that we did bottle the Europa League. I agree yeah. that the Premier League, knowing that Man City won at the best of stars last season, and then it took their time to get into where we was, yeah. and then we was at first place in January. We I could easily say we bottled the league as well. Yeah. It's just you did stay there longer than Tottenham did, though. So I mean that that's something for you. <laughs> yeah, I tell you something that has been the worst thing ever. If I seen Spurs win in the league, I don't think I'll be able Say to say that out loud by any chance. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, I just think you know with uh, that's what I was going to say. I mean Tottenham made a mistake. They they didn't get the manager they wanted. I mean, I still can't believe that when clubs sack the managers, that they don't have somebody that is, you know, in, in ready to go in, in place. You know, that that's the and you've also got to be careful you don't do, you know, a Newcastle and you know announce it when the guy's not even agreed to come to you. But I just, you know, Tottenham have, have said, right, we got it wrong. You know, we went we went for sort of this one, second, third, fourth. You know, they got down to about eighth or ninth choice. Got a manager they didn't really want. 
got a second-rate manager, realise what they've done. It's cost them five million now to get rid of him. They've now gone to got Conte. They've had to, if rumours are true, accept him on his terms. Maisie, do Man United not need to do that? Whoever it is, they just need to go and say, right, we're going to break the bank. We need to go and get it right this time. For me, I'm going to say this. If I, even if I was like a um, Oldham Athletic fan, I will say this. No manager is bigger than the club. You cannot say, right, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to do it on this manager's terms or whatever. You need a manager who actually wants to be at the club. Because I was saying, I wouldn't mind having Zidane at Man United because the way Zidane plays, he's, got, he's a bit hot-headed. And I think that could work with the Eagles at Man United. But then I think he doesn't want to come to the club. So why would you want to pay all this money for Zidane to come? You don't want a manager who thinks, oh, I'm bigger than this club. I'll get everything else. So I'd, no, you don't do that. And no matter what club you you are support, you do not ever want a manager who thinks they're bigger than the club. Yeah. Reese here. Good evening, Reese. It's been a while. How are you? Um, hey, I Reese. Mean, he, he said, and, and I get this, all due respect, you know, to Brendan. And we said this earlier. And uh, you, you're late, Reese. Hope you brought a note from your mother. Uh, you're late. Had you been in here earlier, we, you'd have seen Maisie and, and us discussing um, gaps in the road. But you would also know that, in fact, we said, is Brendan big enough for the Man United job? That is one of the things we said. And, you know, we don't think he is, uh, although the fact that he was at Liverpool, uh, that's put Maisie off. Liverpool. Liverpool. Even- <laughs> Stop swearing at her. If you do, if he was to come, last question here. If he was to come, would you want him to bring any Leicester players, Maisie? Yeah, you can bring in Tielemans, you can bring in Dakar, you can bring in Jamie Varda, you can bring in Johnny Evans, you can bring in Vestergaard, you can basically bring in everyone, you can bring anyone you want, right? Apart from Perez, because I think Perez is a diehard Leicester fan. (laughs) So basically. Oh, well, I don't want Soyon June either. I don't want Soyon June either. Yeah, but you're saying you're saying basically that you want the Leicester team, really. No, I, don't want the Leicester te- I don't want the Leicester team. There's certain I was only joking about all of them, but there were certain ones <laughs> who I wouldn't mind having. No, like I think, I think if, it, if it was a Man United Leicester joint eleven, Brad, how many Man United players would get in there? All of them. Really? Varan, Ronaldo. Yeah, too. No, that's a story. Who? Um, if you if you're doing the bench as well, Cavani gets on there. I'd love to see that impact off the bench, but you're struggling. You're struggling. Yeah, so no, you've probably got two at the most. Three, if you're including the bench. Um, I mean, this this kind of you know. I can't believe that we're not saying to, about Man United that we would take. All, um, all their their players, basically, with the squad that you've got, Maisie. And did I really read this fact that, the, that when you played Man City, that De Gea say, had more shots to save from your own players than he did from Manchester City strikers? No, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> right. There was Eric Bayer. He had an own goal. Saw that. Um, that did make me smile. Yes. I'm not going to lie. 
it broke my heart. <laughs> um, Lindelof nearly had an own goal, but Man City had five shots on target. I don't, I don't talk amongst yourselves somewhere. I'm sure I've read it somewhere. Um, where are we here? Um, do 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 do. It wasn't. I'm sure I've read it somewhere that he was uh, the gay had my, more. My, Chris is trying to figure out what he's done with his notes and his marbles, maze. Apart from <laughs> Tillamont, I know where my marbles are, and they're not where they should be, mate. The, the, right, ones, I would right. most, I, the ones I would mostly take out less of would be uh, Daco, Tillamont, and Johnny Evans. Oh, I'd take would Fafana you? as well. I'd take Fafana. Uh, so you wouldn't want to fill that central defensive mid role with like an Adidi or some more, then? I do like Adidi. Don't get me wrong, but I'm maybe I'm just being a little bit old fashioned. But I'd rather have a defensive midfielder who is like basically a rock and he just sit and stand in front of the centre backs and be like, "Yeah, you come in past me." I don't want like one of these. Yeah, I, I want yeah. someone, someone who's just doing that defensive uh, work. Yeah, basically, I just want a Raheem back again. <laughs> well, the way the passion is showing, you could probably get him back at this moment. He'd probably get in the squad, wouldn't he, Roy Keane? Mm, probably. Um, I, I just Reece, wish, um, can just say that Reese says, "Yeah, we still had more shots on the Gay than we did against Edison." Ah! I know. I can't find it at the moment. Thank oh, you, Reese. Thank you. I, I I did read it somewhere, but I've, I I didn't keep it. But then I, I wish I had done now. But mm. yes. I, it is on a website somewhere that, that, that you know, and that kind of says it all. Um, oh, it does say that... I'm just that... to read. <laughs> oh. I've such a good time, and now we're just ruining in the night, bless her. <laughs> she, I said, I'd bring Tillemans of Fafana so we can bin Fred and McTominay and bin Maguire. I've got to ask you one thing. Um, I, don't, I don't think Maguire's... Should be getting all. I mean, when you paid eighty million for him, obviously we were really, really happy. Thank you very much. Paid for it's the training ground. You know, don't care. You know, it's non-refundable. You should have. I'm so happy that you actually got a bit yeah. more facilities in your club. That's just made me happy that that eighty million is worthwhile for you. He struggled to settle in. He's England captain. He's your captain now. He well, no, he's not England captain. Obviously, if Kane's okay. playing, but you know, he. I think he will come good. He's just going through a bad time. What is the crack? Because I'd take this guy tomorrow. What is the crack with Van Den de Beek? I don't know what the crack is, if you want me to be honest. There was there's always several things what run through my mind in terms of Donny. I do think Donny is a an amazing player and the fact that he was a Ballon d'Or shortlister before coming to Man United and now he's he's called Donny van der Bench, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's his nickname. He's um, not. He's not been the same since he split up with his brothers. No, he hasn't been the same no, at all. No, Donny Osman. And... <laughs> 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 I just, I do look at think, Is there something? We're all weak. Is there something was away from public eye? What is going on? Is it that he's not training hard enough? Compared to people who are starting in the starting eleven, is there actually issues between Ollie and Donny? Is there at the fact that maybe there's um, Donny's style of play doesn't suit Manchester United in general, or it doesn't suit the Premier League? They're just questions what always go through my mind. And without Donny playing as uh, playing that much, it is hard to tell if it 
if it is that he's not suited to the league, or is mm. it that the fact that there is that issue that he's not training hard enough, or he's just got that personal issues with Ollie? A lot of people do say that Ollie is favouritising. Um, they're saying Ollie doesn't play his signings, but I'd like to clarify he does play signings, he plays for Ran. Um, he plays Ronaldo, he plays mm. Cavana. And you, you can't say he doesn't play his signings. He do, and he's dropped Ronaldo before now, hasn't he? He know. dropped Ronaldo for Cavani, and it's a very it's a very competitive role that striker role because you've got the two of the best strikers in the world. When you do look at that, based on like what they've done for in the past, how amazing the pair of them are, and they have a combined age of seventy, and they're still bloody amazing. Mm. Uh, you've got Ronaldo, who is an, a the goal. And you've got Cavani, who's like a little hungry, hungry wolf. And I call him beautiful, beautiful man, because he's my beautiful, beautiful man, right? <laughs> um, Sorry, Brad, you, 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 you're in with a chance at one point, but it appears it, you've blown it. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably third or fourth down the pecking order. So I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll wait my turn. I'm all right. <laughs> hey, you're third or fourth, not, not, not unlike Man United, because they're not third or fourth, are they? But guys... We're nearly doing a show as long as Rich is here. So it's... um, And I've got got a hole to fill, as as we were discussing earlier. In my garden. You see, you're being rude again, aren't you? It's in my garden. I'm digging and putting some plants out. So What plants plants are they making some carrots? There's what, sorry? Carrots. You're having some carrots. That's planet carrots. They're vegetables, really, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they can still be a plant until they're obviously a carrot. It's still a plant. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I think it's got late, Chris. I think I think it's got a bit <laughs> bit late. It's all gone giddy over. This now should be called the late late show with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to take that thought uh, away with me. <laughs> Welcome to Gardener's Question Time, everybody. Oh, are carrots a plant? That is the question. <laughs> they're a plant until they until they're made, and then it's a carrot <laughs> until they're made, and then they're, so they're not a, they're not a seed. Do they miss out the seed pit altogether? Yeah, they're a seed, and then they turn into a plant, and then when they're fully done, it's a carrot. <laughs> I'm just not arguing with the logic, Chris. You're arguing with this one, mate. Oh, no, thank you, mate. I need you to. Yeah. I haven't got an answer to this. I really haven't. <laughs> I'm going to Google this when I go the stream. <laughs> Maybe you need a life crazy. You know? I, I think I do. I need a social <laughs> life outside of it, my house. <laughs> uh, go and have some carrot cake. Maisie, oh, once that. again, you're back on Monday. I hate that. You're back on uh, on next Monday with, May- was it Maisie's gossip, gossip column? Gossip column. We should be interested to see what you're gossiping about. Unless you're a Man United fan, of course, don't go and watch it live because we're doing a show at seven o'clock as well and it's much more tune important. In. Go and tune <laughs> in if you like to hear my Mank voice. <laughs> <laughs> Manks, you reunite. <laughs> It's now become the major takeover show. She's self-advertising now. 
<laughs> I'm, just letting the, I'm just letting the lasso can clip it out and use yeah. it. To, to <laughs> Oh, I love that one. Do you get on with your neighbours, Maisie? Yeah, my neighbours absolutely adore me. I'm surprised you keep making that much noise at this time of night. Um, yeah, so uh, 7 o'clock next Monday, Man United Agenda, Gardener's Question Time with Maisie. Don't miss it. Give your socials a shout-out, Maisie. Um, you can find me on YouTube. My YouTube is Devils United. I'll be doing a stream on there tomorrow. And um, you can also find oh, me on Twitter. Um, please don't make the same mistake as Chris in terms of my Twitter. It is at two underscores MUFC Maze. Where Chrissy forgot my underscore when he went to try and find my Twitter once. So, yeah. How, how could I ever forget your underscore Maze? She makes it easy. And don't forget if you are a fan, if you're a fan of Maisie's underscores, then remember that she has two. So it's two underscores, and then what is it, Maisie? M U F C Maze. M U F C Maze. Reese, actually, actually, Reese, I've got to um I've gone off it. I'm sorry, Reese. I've gone off it. It's not my cup you, of tea anymore. You've gone off garlic bread. Gone off garlic bread. What? <laughs> what? Why? Not my kind of thing anymore. Because <laughs> she doesn't like it. I'm just, no, no, no. I don't want any more accidents. Yeah, we don't want no fire brigade live on stream. Do you, you know what? You know what they say. Uh, there's a saying, um, and it, it's. It's late, so I can say this, that your milk brings the boys to the playground. <laughs> well, with, Maisie, with Maisie, it's your garlic bread brings the firemen to the door. I'm sure the firemen probably recognise me by now. I'm sure. <laughs> garlic bread? Garlic! Bread! <laughs> Thank you so much. You, Thanks for you, having me, Chris. My my eyes are watering yeah. now, and uh, yeah, it's been a great that. it's been a great stream having you on. Cheers, Maisie. <laughs> it's yes. an absolute pleasure to stream with my two favourite Leicester fans, and Chris, you're my favourite one. Oh, there we go. There's the thing. I've been waiting for you to pull me all night. There it is. There it is. <laughs> she forgets I muted her earlier. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being nice to Chris. Yeah. Oh, that's a good Terry. Yeah. Terry has just mentioned I did do a poll earlier. Um and she was very grateful. Uh just have a look and just see um if I can get this up on here because it doesn't show on StreamYard when you put a poll on uh, on YouTube. Um Oh, I just got to wait for the, this. This is like this is about going as fast as uh, Phil Phil Jones in slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so the question was. Oh, I just got to wait. 
There we go. Stop myself doing it here. The question was, will Brendan leave Leicester for Man United? Uh, I don't know how many voted. 44% have said yes. 56% have said no. I said no. You I said... voted no. <laughs> but you could have read it out if you could see it. Bloody hell, Maisie. No, I voted no. You see it on your stream. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> What was that? That's a new noise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that Jesus Christ, you get a guest on, and you at least think of this. Because as you go in as a guest, you can see the comments, but when you're hosting it on StreamYard, you can't see what's on YouTube. I've been nothing but nice to you on this stream, Chris. I've been forever grateful for you to have me on. I've enjoyed I it. Exactly, but you could have at least have, have saved me having to go with all the pain of having to load that up, and then, yeah, I voted. Yeah, yeah it only took a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maisie, as always... <laughs> it's a pleasure for one of us. I'm not sure who. Uh, <laughs> Definitely a pleasure for us both, Chris, and I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been great to have you on, as always. Good luck with the new uh, the new stream on Monday nights. Yes, I can't wait. And then it's back to player ratings again. Let's just hope it's better player ratings for Watford. Yeah. A great, <laughs> a great. Um, we'll warm them up for us because we've got them the week after you. And uh, but I'm sure we'll enjoy Albania and San Marino this weekend. Yeah, great. I'm really looking forward to watching paint dry. Do you any upset because it's not North Macedonia? Yeah, I'd like us to win a game. You know, just cheer me up a bit after their dismal Euro performance. We said we then. Oh my god, what am I hearing here? And not uh, what am I hearing? (laughs) What What am I hearing? (laughs) But anyway, um, I don't know. Like I say, we're, we're going up to the two-hour mark. I'm, I'm growing a beard. Um, I love your beard, Chris. I love your top. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> is it? Is this a carrot stream show? Oh. Yes, Luca. Uh, if you, you know, you've got to know your carrots to come on here. If you don't, you know gotta be carrots, absolute. You gotta be absolutely carrots to be on. That is true. true. Maisie, all the best. Take care. And uh, no doubt we will speak again soon. Oh, sure we will. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks very much. Brad, are you off to have your carrots? Um, Oh, I'm off to do something. I'm going to fix the washing machine. That's why I had to dash off earlier. That's broke on me, so. Ah, that's okay. No, I, I said you'd gone off for a fart, so don't worry. Um, it, uh, sloppy seconds tonight, but thank you so much for doing both of them. And literally, you are back tomorrow. <laughs> I know, right? You can't get rid of me. No, and Wednesday. And it is, it's the big one tomorrow. I've, I've been informed. Uh, you, you may disagree. Um, it is the big one tomorrow. It is this. Seven o'clock. Just remember, you asked for it, Brad. I know. I know. The man's a fool. But, uh, hey, take care. Thanks so much for jumping on earlier. Thanks so much for doing that. It's been been a long one, but uh, I think think basically we've agreed he's going nowhere. They don't want him. We don't want to let him go. It was all, I think, that that bookmaker just trying to get a bit of self-publicity. Yeah. We hope so anyway, Chris, don't we? We hope so. Let's just 
see what happens. Hopefully in three days we're not coming on here discussing who's going to be the new Leicester manager, but I can't see it myself either. Yeah. So bring back Puel, that's what I say. On that point, take care, Brad, and I'll speak to you soon. I'll see you tomorrow at seven o'clock. Yeah, I'll see you, see you tomorrow, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Brad. They've been great tonight. He, he jumped on earlier and helped me out when I was um, playing by myself, as they say, flying solo because the Leeds fan didn't turn up. So thanks to Brad for doing that. Thanks for Brad for coming on now and doing that. Great show. Thanks to Maisie, as always. Go and check her out. Her link is in the description below. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> yes, classic. Thank you, Reese. Um, it's It said... Uh, paint drying as though England are playing. That's a shame. Best buy drink. Could be worse. Could be Scotland. Um, but thanks very much. Uh, it's always a laugh with Maisie. It's great to have her on. Thanks to Brad. Back tomorrow, twice tomorrow. Seconds again tomorrow. Um, Brett Reese, you would be welcome on anytime. Um, we've got a new quiz coming up, Reese. Watch the race tomorrow at seven o'clock between the quiz master and brad and see what you think and if you want to come on and throw the challenge down if you think you can beat the quiz master come and have a go if you think you're good enough Yes, and there can only be one man standing at the end. Will it be the quiz master or will it be Brad? It's going to be very interesting to see. We will find out tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And then if I can survive that, I'm back at 9 with Julian Watts, ex-Leicester City defender. And I shall be asking him, should Leicester have not stopped that ball going all the way through the defence? He's the man to ask. Thanks so much. Remember, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Always appreciate it. Give us a like on the video if you enjoyed it. That means just as much. And if you want to listen to us on podcast, give us about half an hour and it'll be up live uh, if you're not in bed. <laughs> and, uh, we're on all the main platforms. Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, etc. It's all coming up in a minute. Thanks to everybody for joining in today. And I will see you all tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the first of the two shows. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Take care. Bye-bye now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.